Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we debunk the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding and beyond. And today we're going to go a little bit beyond. In fact, we're going to go even more beyond than usual, because today I have with me Stephanie Larson. And Stephanie and I are going to talk about dancing for birth. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Marie. I'm so glad to be here with you. Well, I am really glad to have Stephanie because uh, this is something that's a little bit different than what we usually handle. But let me tell you a little bit about Stephanie. She has the credentials of DFB and CD, which was given by Dona, and CBE and BFA. She is the founder of Dancing for Birth and a program that Larson's experience as a doula and mother of four with her passion for dance and fitness in a program teaches a, quote, language of movement, perfect for women in any stage of pregnancy and postpartum women wearing their babies in soft slings. And as you know, we've talked about soft slings on this show more than once. She is a leading expert on using movement to support safer and easier birth. Stephanie Larson focuses on teaching women how to harness gravity and move their bodies during labor for more satisfying births and postpartum experiences. She founded Dancing for Birth in 2000 when she realized that the love of dance, which had helped her to give birth naturally, was helpful to her as a doula and a childbirth educator and uh, in her role with clients. Currently, Dancing for Birth is available on four continents. And by the way, this show is in 165 different countries. So I'm hoping (laughs) that if you are on one of those four continents and hearing this show, maybe you can find a location near you. And to do that, you will want to visit dancingforbirth.com. Stephanie, what an interesting concept And I have to tell you that when I first saw this, I was kind of like, dancing? Are you kidding me? And then I realized, no, wait a minute. This makes a lot of sense because I was thinking, uh, one of our previous guests talked about women who in other cultures or other millennia were hunter-gatherers. And so she talked about the body really moving and swaying to do hunting and gathering. And I know that in my own experience as a labor and delivery nurse, I got very interested in just getting people to get up, to get out of bed, to get walking, to get moving. And it sounds like dancing for birth would do all of those things and probably much more. But anyway, um, I really want to know what got you into this field? Yeah, Marie, you're so bright that um, dancing during labor is at the same time new and very ancient. It goes uh-huh. back to our ancient human history. Oh, uh, I'm liking birth wherever, whenever, and however 
we were. Um, birth as we know it today has only been around the, the last hundred years. So what led me into this, um, I think first of all is my love of the arts. I actually danced as a child. My mom danced, so I danced in the womb. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so I danced uh, up until I graduated high school. I went to a fine art college. Um, oh, I nice. wanted to be a, a fashion designer. And that was my way of expressing my creativity. And when I um, was in New York City as a fashion designer, I discovered all kinds of dancing, partner dancing, cultural dancing, really opened my eyes to this whole world of dance. And also I recognized how much I really loved it. And then as my life progressed, I got married. I became pregnant for the first time. And I was... um, being cared for by midwives at a freestanding birth Mm. center, actually Mm. the only one that existed in New York City at the time. And luckily for me, they liked the idea of me dancing during my pregnancy. It didn't worry them. And they said, keep doing what you're doing. Um, You love it, so keep going. So I took that literally. I kept dancing, and the frequency was probably several times a week, possibly, yeah, most evenings. And, um, and then when I went into labor, I just did what felt good to me, which actually was continue to dance. So it wasn't really something that I preconceived, but Uh it served me in labor. So, um, I came out of your past experience and passion. Yeah, exactly. I danced my baby out. It was a short and euphoric birth. It was about four hours. And after that birth, I couldn't stop thinking about birth and babies. I wanted to talk to all the other moms about what their birth was like. Um, I asked them to describe what they were doing, what position they were in. And I was so enthusiastic about my birth. I was kind of expecting the same response from them. But really what I got was only traumatic stories. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. So that really woke me up to the need for this. And I was just compelled from that point forward to go into the childbirth field. And that's when I became a certified birth doula and a childbirth educator. And um, and soon after, started teaching dancing for birth classes. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, I am absolutely not up on the latest research in labor and delivery because I just don't do that stuff anymore. But I will tell you that in the late 70s, early 80s, I did the deep dive of, because I found that I was managing women in labor and it seemed to me like those that did better were those that had movement of some kind. And so I really did the deep dive with reading literature and to my utter astonishment what I really found was that women who were in first of all in upright positions any upright position even kneeling was considered an upright position and then I found that women who were ambulatory that is walking moving uh did better. And again, I was just using my clinical expertise and trying to square it with what I was seeing in the research. And now I'm thinking about something that Mark Harris said. Mark Harris is a midwife in uh, England. He was on the show maybe a couple of years ago, and he talked about the amygdala dance. That was not a term that I had ever heard in the U.S. Is that news to you or, or is this familiar to you? I have not heard of amygdala dance either. Oh, well, I, 
I, I know we're a little off topic, but on the other hand, we're really not because, as you know, the amygdala is the emotional center and it's the very ancient part of the brain. So, for instance, you and I are using our forebrain right now to talk with one another, but that's not the part of the brain that we're talking about. It's this amygdala. And he says that in, he said, we were talking about some labor thing, and he said, well, haven't you ever seen women do this amygdala dance? And I'm like, you know, this must be like some UK term, because I've never heard this. But as he described it, I suddenly realized that is what women do, especially when they're trying to push out that baby. And I cannot describe it nearly as well as Mark did, but when he when he explained it, it's like, yes, I have seen that. And so my wonder, as I'm hearing you talk, and by the way, audience, for those of you who are listening, Stephanie did, and I did not rehearse this at all, uh, but I'm wondering if there is some natural inclination to move, and it sounds like you've just taken it to the next level, Stephanie. Yeah. So the, the, the primal brain that you're referring to, which is basically our, our ancient brain, our yes. feeling brain yes. mm-hmm. is so much older than our modern brain or our thinking yes. brain, which is our neocortex. Yes. So the, the thinking brain does not know how to give birth. It's that primal brain where our birth instincts are. Oh, I love that. I just want everybody to hear what Stephanie just said. She said, our thinking brain does not know how to give birth. Stephanie, that is genius. (laughs) Thank you. And dance is one of those um, ways that we can activate our birth instincts and activate that feeling brain. Mm -hmm. So it helps us connect Mm -hmm. to our body to our baby, and also to those birth instincts. And that way, whether we've given birth before or not, we actually already know how to give birth. We just have to turn off the thinking brain, not stimulate it, and then allow those primal birth instincts to guide us. We have to be receptive to following those instincts and cues of our body. And so dancing is such a great way to do that. You just tune into your body, You move in ways that feel good, and then that guides you to the best position for your baby and the best position for your comfort. Stephanie, I'm going to throw in something that I don't know if it has any science behind it, but I find that when I have to, for lack of a better term, perform – I have to make an important presentation or I have to teach an important class that I'm not familiar with or or something like that. Now, currently, I teach my comprehensive lactation uh, course that's a 90-hour course, and I've done it a million times, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. But it used to be that when I had some important presentation or performance or whatever, instinctively, and I had dance lessons when I was a kid, you know, I would dance prior to it because I found it helped me to work off some of my anxiety. And so I'm wondering if you're giving women a tool to focus on something other than just what our thinking brain would function uh, would focus on, which would be, oh, I got to do this. It's going to hurt. That's really, uh, I, I really wonder if that's a tool that you have just given them. 
Uh, say, everybody, do not go away because I think we've just gotten started with this and I really didn't realize this was going to be quite this fascinating, but I'm totally hanging on Stephanie's every last word and she is going to come back, talk to us more about pregnancy myths and the benefits of dancing during birth. So I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm here today with Stephanie Larson. We are talking about dancing for birth. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894 and ask for your bulk discount. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. And I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. My guest today is Stephanie Larson from the uh, Dancing for Birth. Before we move on today, I would just like to remind you that I will be in sunny Orlando very, very soon. I will be running my comprehensive lactation course there. It is a 90-hour course. It meets all of the eligibility. No, not at all, but it it it. Um, meets the eligibility criteria for the academic section 
of uh, lactation credits for the IBLCE exam. You will still have to do the other two uh, components as well. But it meets uh, that eligibility, and I would love to have you along. I love to teach live. The course is also online, and I will be teaching it in other cities. But I got to tell you, in the dead of winter, it's so great to be able to get away. And, you know, sometimes... If we're just having discussion and problem solving, we move out to the pool. So it it can be a really, really fun course. Uh, So much networking that goes on. And I don't mean just people handing out business cards to one another. I mean people really helping each other to do problem solving and, and to really make it a learning experience. So, Stephanie, this is all well and good, but can you tell us what are the benefits of dancing during birth? Absolutely. Well, one of the biggest benefits is that it's working with gravity. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, you, when you when you see birth on TV or in film, um, you know, the 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 position that comes to mind is someone on her back and she's really pushing and straining. And that needn't be the case because if you follow your body into a position that feels good for you, you're often up on your feet. Absolutely. And it feels good because it's using gravity. So you're putting in less effort. You're bringing your baby down. You can move your hips and circle your hips to help your baby rotate and descend through the birth canal. And so recent study about dancing during labor has confirmed that it decreases labor pain, improves birth satisfaction. Uh, Another study showed that when women are laboring upright, it shortens labor. It's reducing episiotomies by 21%, assisted deliveries like vacuum and forceps by 23%. And a major one is 30% reduction in cesareans. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I think our our normal birth physiology was always made to birth in movement, using normal body movements and just doing, following the baby's cues to know how we should move to help that baby be born. Again, from the literature that I have read, I read this one study that was very fascinating to me. It said, when you put a woman in a room with no bed and allow her to find what she wants to do, she does not go looking for a bed or even a chair. She wants to be upright and she wants to be moving. And that's, I guess, another piece of what you're saying. And I want to remind everyone that while this show is about breastfeeding, Breastfeeding is not disconnected from birthing. Certainly, I think that there's really good evidence that shows that the fewer interventions that you have in labor and birth, the better your breastfeeding experience goes. Well, it's because you're trying to put a natural event on top of another natural event rather than having this a very high intervention, unnatural thing. And by the way, Stephanie, do you agree that uh, on her back with her feet in stirrups and pushing is the most unphysiologic position you can think of? Yes. I think a very, (laughs) a very few, you know, a very small percentage of women will love that position, will want to be in that position. Although it's very common now, it doesn't make it biologically normal. Oh, I love that. 
it does that, compress the the pelvis. So it's compressing the outlet. So it's giving baby less space. A lot of women also feel um, discomfort in their lower back. So the last thing they want to do is lay down on that spot of their body and just intensify that sensation. I would agree. I would agree. So for all of you who are listening, understand what Stephanie just said. And I'm going to paraphrase. She said it more beautifully than I can. But she basically said, although it is common, that doesn't make it biologically advantageous. Uh, Stephanie, I am just astonished. I want to go back to, you're telling me that there are two published studies out there on dancing during birth? There's one published study about dancing during birth, and it comes to us from Iran. And then another study, um, actually, it's a meta-analysis, so combination uh of many studies, and it's dealing with upright labor and the benefits of laboring upright. I see. Yeah. There's, there is good scientific data to back this up as well as, you know, wonderful stories and anecdotal evidence from 18 years of women dancing for birth at dancing for birth class and using it during their labor. So, so yeah. we can say in a summarized sort of way the research that you have read squares with your clinical experience. Absolutely. Yeah. See, that's the kind of research that uh, you know, really makes sense to me. When I, I read that study, it's like, yes, I've seen this. It really, It's really the truth. Uh, so this is all well and great, but what if I'm not a good dancer? And I say, no, 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 no. I, I have two left feet. How am I going to go to the dancing for birth class? <laughs> well, you're you're you don't have to worry. Uh, you don't have to be a good dancer. In fact, I'd love for you uh, to remove all adjectives and okay. don't quantify yourself as any type of dancer. You don't have to be good, bad, experienced, novice. You're just a dancer. So if you are dancing, you're by definition a dancer, and okay. it's just as simple as following the comfort and the pleasure in your body. So for example, we could even if uh, just try a few moves together. Um, anyone out there who's in a safe spot who can just sit or stand, we can do simple birth circles by moving our hips, just taking the hips around from front to side to back to side and continuing in a lovely circle. That and sounds like a hula. Good. What? That sounds like a hula dance. Kind of, yeah. Imagine yeah. Uh, maybe that you're even using a hula hoop. So imagine that action, just moving your body, feeling how great it feels in your body, the, the way it stretches, the way it releases tension. And then another move called rock the baby. You're just gently lifting your pelvis from side to side, like you're rocking the baby in a cradle, but oh, the uh-huh. cradle is you. So just rock that baby in the cradle. And the nice thing is that when we do that, we're creating asymmetry with our pelvis, which oh, nice. mm-hmm. when you use it during labor, that's going to help baby find all that usable space in your pelvis so that they can move through. Nice. So, Stephanie, and by the way, I actually don't have two left feet, but I can imagine some people thinking that. So when I come to the class, uh, how 
is it too, when can you start these classes if you are pregnant and how long do they go? How does it work? It is a class that's meant to support you through your whole pregnancy journey and your pregnancy lifestyle. So it's totally yeah. specialized. You ideally start during preconception when you're just oh, thinking about right. having a baby. When you're right. ready to invite that baby into your womb, start coming to class. And then throughout all the trimesters of your pregnancy, your um, the class goes weekly for 90 minutes. In some places, Ooh. instructors do it multiple times a week. Okay. And then after the baby's born, you wear your baby back to class and you keep going with baby. So it's this lovely continuum. And it's also a, a com- it's, it's a circle that includes everyone from preconception, prenatal, and postpartum, whereas a lot of classes um, separate our two populations, pregnant or postpartum, but this one unifies. And so we get so much organic learning and experiences by being in the same class together. Stephanie, I had, before we started the episode today, I had uh, your YouTube up, and I'm petrified to bring it up again because, as you know, I had a little computer trouble before we started this, so I don't want to jinx myself here. But uh, (laughs) I I was really impressed that it seemed that the women were dancing with a partner, not necessarily you. So how does that work? Well, the class, um, as, as I originally conceived the class, I knew that women needed a space where they could come and talk about birth and think about, you know, self-reflect, talk about what scares them and do it maybe away from their partner and uh-huh. do it in a, in a safe space. So the class originally was just for women. And that was unique at the time. All the other classes were for couples. And also the class has grown now to include a partner day because it is important that, you know, mom and her partner can experience this together as well. Yeah. So we partner day periodically, you know, around every fourth week is partner day. So you get to have both the, the women only dialogue, which is fantastic. And then also partner day where you can bring your birth partner or anyone that you want to support you. Do any of the women complain about being too tired in the 90 minutes? It sounds like a lot to me. Well, you would would think that that would be the case. But what happens is even if you have worked a full day at your job and you're in your third trimester and you're really tired, what happens is when you come to class and you dance, then at the end, you leave the class both relaxed and energized. Mm. So your fatigue has dissipated during the class um, because dancing is very energizing. It's very uplifting and it uplifts your mood too. And presumably you use music with it as well, yes? Yes, we're using music. um, And the class is 90 minutes, but about half of that time is dancing. And the rest of the time we're doing lots of other things like relaxation exercises and affirmations. And we're doing hands-on childbirth learning and newborn care learning. Nice. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, everybody, uh, don't go away. Stephanie Larson and I will be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894 and ask for your bulk discount. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. And today, my guest is Stephanie Larson, founder of Dancing for Birth. So, Stephanie, there's this kind of myth that floats around that women are very fragile. So, how does, first of all, have you heard that myth? Do you think that it's common and how does it fit with Dancing for Birth? It is a very common myth. And in Dancing for Birth class, we dispel that myth because what we're learning is all about our power and our strengths and our autonomy and our instincts and how much knowledge we have inside of us. So what pregnant women out there really need to know is that you're strong and you can continue doing everything you did before you were pregnant. You can do it while you're pregnant. So uh, there's been research that shows that even if you run marathons or you ride horseback or you teach step aerobics classes, you can continue to do those things during your pregnancy. And so I think that that helps people a lot because they don't have to think of themselves as maybe an an egg that they have to (laughs) be so protective (laughs) of that maybe the shell would crack. So you just keep doing those things that give you joy and 
you are powerful. We even have a dance move in class called Powerful Woman. And mm. we are learning about using our power to have a birth that is at the same time strong and gentle and with ease and with pleasure. So, Stephanie, two questions. First of all, maybe I'm jumping to a conclusion here, but it sounds to me like women are doing this dance during the labor itself, not just prenatally and postnatally, right? Correct. All right. So here's my big question. I don't know the statistic on this, but I would be willing to bet that some 90 to 95% of women in the United States have epidural anesthesia or analgesia. Well, analgesia, certainly, uh, during labor. So how does this dancing for birth work if they have their epidural analgesia? <laughs> well, so there is a misnomer out there. Some some people hear the, the term walking epidural and they think yes. that they're going to be able to get an epidural and go walk around and maybe even dance during their birth. And that is a misnomer. So if you have the epidural, most likely you're going to um, be required by protocol to stay in or on the bed. Yeah. Uh, but within that, you can still um, move the parts of your body that you're feeling so that you have sensation in and, and that can help you. It also can help the baby. And um, even though people may desire to have the epidural, sometimes it's not available. Sometimes it's not available as quickly as they want it. Sometimes you're not in a place where you can get an epidural. Yeah. And so it's really good to have these skills. So even if you're thinking that you want absolutely no movement or sensation during your birth whatsoever, it's a good tool to have this just in case you need it. And at the same time, we can talk about the value of sensation. So you might find yourself dancing in the early stage of your birth thinking, well, you know, later when I need the epidural, I'm, it's here for me, I'll get it. And yeah. You might find yourself already at, you know, the time to push and your baby's coming out and you think, but wow, I didn't even need my epidural yet. So yes, you, you can really agree. surprise yourself because that value of sensation is helping you to move your body into positions that help your baby. So it's totally helping agree. your birth along and it can help reduce things like failure to progress. Oh, yes. Any possibly unnecessary intervention. Yeah, uh, there are women that when they've said, I've got to have my epidural now. And I say, no, you got to have your baby now. You know, and sometimes <laughs> right, you just when you're. When you're at that point where baby's coming out, you just reach yeah. out your hands and <laughs> catch well, that baby. Absolutely, yeah. And <laughs> I guess I'm also thinking, uh, Stephanie, I have known of women who have been able to squat in the bed, again, uh, if they've got an epidural that does not affect the motor neurons that uh, allow them to squat. And so that's good. And, you know, oddly, at my age, I'm thinking about something uh, like chair yoga, I really find it very difficult to get up and down so many times. But even in the chair, yoga is good. It's not as good, certainly, as if you're able to do the whole shebang. But it sounds to me like you could have some dance movements, even if you are uh, confined. Well, you're not really confined to the bed, but you are in or, as you say, on the bed. So, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, you uh, can have assistance as well. So um, true. if you can't move yourself, you can have someone move you. 
And so any movement during labor will be beneficial. I totally, totally agree. Stephanie, I stole a little bit of your thunder here a few minutes ago, but I wanted to make sure that listeners could link this to the whole idea of breastfeeding. But we, we know that one's birth experience can positively or negatively impact bonding and breastfeeding. So can you give us some insights as to that dancing for birth and its impact on the immediate postpartum period? One of the great things about dancing during your labor is that it's going to promote the release of love hormones. And so things like oxytocin, oh, yeah. um, these are meant to peak during birth and in the 30 minutes after birth. So if you're dancing during your birth, you are promoting the release of these hormones. And so when you and your baby are both flooded with oxytocin, the love hormone, it helps with with all the baby's primary responsibilities at birth, which are to fall in love with mom, to find the breast, to latch on and start breastfeeding. And baby's alert, making eye contact, can do the breast crawl. And also mom is totally and solely focused on baby. So there's this precious moment of being flooded with love hormone and bonding. And then both following their instincts to smell and lick and bond through those olfactory senses, just like mammals do. So if a, if a baby mammal gets separated from its mom, mom can go smell all the babies and identify which is hers. And, you know, human beings can do the same thing as well. So that instinct to smell the baby is top of the baby's head, or we even have the instinct to taste our baby. And we're, we're too, you know, socialized um, to do that in modern society, but, but you hear us say things like, oh, I just want to eat you up. I want to yes. nibble little fingers and nibble your little toes. So yes. that's that primal urge to just want to um, get some of the baby on you so that, you know, you can really chemically and emotionally bond with the baby forever. I never really thought about that, but it's true. I, I've heard mothers say that, absolutely. So, Stephanie, I guess I'm also wondering, do we know anything? We know that adults, men and women, dance with each other. And does do oxytocin levels rise during regular dancing? Do we know that? Yeah, it absolutely does. So dancing does raise oxytocin levels in the dancer. There's also, there was a study that showed that when you dance in community with other people, that it raises your pain threshold and it also induces feelings of community. So you feel bonded to the people that you're dancing with. So that's fascinating. And you can think about like, what if a family... Uh, you know, baby, both of baby's parents are dancing together during the birth and how bonded they are. And then afterwards, they introduce the baby to their dancing together. And it's that little family unit all bonded through um, through all those great hormones and all that love. Wow, that is so cool. Stephanie, do we know anything about... I'm not quite sure what my question is, but as I saw it on YouTube, it did not look to me like there was any speed or velocity, that it was more rhythmicity. Can you uh, confirm or deny that and talk to us a little bit about that? 
Yeah. So when we think about maybe dancing during labor or even moving around during labor, a lot of people think about bringing dreamy music, something slow, something um, lullaby-ish. And I, those things can work really well during labor, but also have on your playlist something with a beat, something with some energy, something that really speaks to you, that gets you moving, even when you're not sure you want to move. So um, yeah, something with a nice beat. And you, you think about it when we're in the womb, mom's no. heartbeat is right. like a drum to us right and we come out we respond to the drum we respond to the beat and when you're in labor you're also operating at that intuitive level so something with a drum beat can help you find your labor rhythm and help you um, find your flow well, again, I'm going back to that show with Mark Harris where he said that uh, Michelle Odant once said, and I did not hear Odant say this, but uh, apparently he said that uh, orgasm, labor, and breastfeeding, excuse me, birth, uh, orgasm, birth, and breastfeeding were all one event just disconnected by time. And when Mark Harris gave that quote, I was thinking, well, right, hello, oxytocin, yeah, got that. But now I'm also thinking about the music that a lot of people will play that I think has, for lack of a better term, that sexual beat. Do you know what I mean? And so it sounds to me like you're telling women if some sort of rhythmic whatever works for you, put that on your playlist. Exactly. We want our births to be um, a really intimate, you know, beautiful sensory experience. That's and you can true. have pleasure and you can set it up as if you're about to, you know, like the same type of environment you might want for your sensual pleasure. Set that up for your birth because it is connected. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is connected. Well, this is just way too much fun. <laughs> <Anybody>? <laughs> Don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuto. I will be right back with Stephanie Larson uh, on the other side of the break. Don't go away. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7, so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash gooddonor. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm here today with the founder of Dancing for Birth, Stephanie Larson. Stephanie, it's kind of hard to find a postpartum fitness class that accepts people before six weeks postpartum. So, first of all, why is that? And secondly, how is the Dancing for Birth class different? It's like that because most people are going to their their post-birth checkup at six weeks after they give birth. And so prior to that, um, usually uh, fitness classes don't want to have them come back until they've gotten that note from the doctor or the midwife saying that, okay, everything's good and you're ready to go back and exercise again. But dancing for birth class is different because um, we're recognizing that a day in the life of a new mom can feel like a year especially if she's home alone with baby, maybe she's mothering for the first time, and so much happens in even the first 24 hours or the first week after birth. So instead, moms, you get to make your own decision about when you're coming to Dancing for Birth class. So sometimes we have people coming just a few short days after birth, and sometimes it's more like a week or two. And when you come back to class, You don't have to 
you know, be very vigorous. You work up to whatever level of activity you want to do. But in the meantime, you come back, you have your mentor there, you have your Dancing for Birth sisters there, you get to share about your birth. We welcome you back with the baby welcoming dance dedicated to you and your baby. We do a a postpartum um, ceremony called Closing the Bones, which is basically a symbolic closing or um, a symbolic ending of the birth. And so you can just, you can be on the birth ball, move your hips a little bit, nurse your baby and glow essentially. But I find that it's just so important to be back in the circle when you're ready for it. And, and it is also important not to feel like you have to rush into everyday life or rush back to normal responsibilities or even overdo it in a physical sense. So really get in touch with yourself and guide it to how you're feeling. Stephanie, can you help us to figure out where the soft sling fits into all of this dancing in the postpartum period? Yes. Well, wearing our babies is so good for attachment. And if you can imagine how the baby in the womb is so happy, feeling the the motions of mom, hearing the sounds of mom, even hearing the ambient um, sound of her voice. So after the baby's born, they can move from inside the womb to on mom's body and be wrapped there so that they're still feeling those motions. They're still feeling um, that hearing the sounds and even attuning with her breath. So it's just a, it's a lovely symbiotic relationship for both mm-hmm. mom and baby. And mm-hmm. so you wear your baby during the class and you're continuing to do the movement. And it's also, it's really good for baby. So it's helping to stimulate their vestibular system, which is helping them with, with things like balance and equilibrium. And they're activating their little muscles because when you move, they're, of course, responding to that movement to stabilize themselves. So how about this? Do women ever worry that they're going to drop the baby while they're dancing for uh, with them in the sling? Well, it's really important that you're wearing your baby properly. So whatever carrier you have purchased or um, or that you own, just make sure that you're following the directions on how to secure the baby very securely. I found that the moms in class instinctively reach up to protect baby's head and neck whenever that's necessary. So that is one of our instincts. Um, And that that babies are are very secure in carriers. And it is part of our our human ancestry that um, babies were traditionally worn right after birth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Stephanie, before we finish up today, I know that you said that you are on four different continents. I want to know, are you actually physically on site on those continents or do you come to the mothers by um, video or how does it work? Dancing for Birth classes are live classes. Okay. So they are taught by certified Dancing for Birth instructors who've been trained by Dancing for Birth. And so they are available, as you said, on four continents and it's growing. So there's hundreds of Dancing for Birth instructors around the world who have been taught through live training with, um, with me or with another Dancing for Birth trainer. Okay. And so 
Is there any way to, I, I know that you've got YouTubes. Is there anything else that you have for people who might not, for one reason or another, actually be able to be on location? Or should we just uh, look for the YouTubes? Um, if you don't have a class near you, we do have a DVD. So it's the home oh. version of the class. Okay. Okay. That's available um, at dancingforbirth.com forward slash shop. So you okay. can purchase that. Also, if there's no class near you, perhaps you, this resonates with you and you feel like that would be something you might like to do is learn how to be an instructor. Bring it to your community. I'm loving that idea. Okay. So remind us, what is your website and what are the things and how does somebody find a class near them? The website is dancingforbirth.com and to find a class you go to um, dancingforbirth.com slash instructors. That'll take you to our class locator. And if you wanted to find a training to become a Dancing for Birth instructor, you'd go to dancingforbirth.com slash training. Wow, terrific. Uh, I'm just really excited about this whole idea because I really had no idea that there was any such a thing out there. Call me ignorant, but uh, I really had no idea. And I'm very happy to know that we will now have literally tens of thousands of listeners in 165 different countries who will hear about this and hopefully visit Stephanie's website. Again, that is dancingforbirth.com dancingforbirth.com. Stephanie, thank you so much for being my guest today. It's been a real pleasure to talk with you. Thank you, Marie. I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad. And meanwhile, I would like to ask all of you, if you have found this or any of the other podcasts helpful, share the love. Please (laughs) go to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a rating that really helps other people to know that it's valuable in breastfeeding or birthing situations. So please just give us a rating if you could, please. If you have questions for me or for Stephanie, please address those to podcast at borntobebreastfed.com. That's podcast at borntobebreastfed.com. If you are interested in what Stephanie has, which is her DVD, that's at uh, dancingforbirth.com. If you're interested in any of my books or courses or free webinars, we have free webinars. I always forget to tell people that. Uh, I am at mariebiancuso.com. But if you actually want to sign up for a uh, Uh, some sort of an event, you have to go to my other website, which is breastfeedingoutlook.com. And I will repeat that. It's breastfeedingoutlook.com. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Without you, I would not have a show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to Stephanie Larson. Thank you to all of those who helped me to keep on keeping on. Just remember, there will be more Born to be Breastfed next week. But in the meanwhile, remember... Your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.